My name is Dean Proctor, and welcome to today's episode of the What Is This? podcast. In late 2019, I came into possession of several thousand 45 RPM records from the 1950s to 1980s. In excitedly pulling them from the boxes to examine them, and having been a music fan for my whole life, many of these artists and their records were familiar to me. At other times, though, I found myself, after putting one on a record player, asking, what is this? This podcast, focusing on rare records and odd audio from my own collection, complete with their pops, crackles, and Q-burn intact, is an attempt to answer that question. What is this? You ain't nothing but a It was in July of 1956 that Elvis Presley released that song, and it would become his signature song. There he was, 21 years old, and Hound Dog shot him to superstardom. The song was on the top of the charts, the pop charts, the country charts, and the R&B charts, and it stayed at number one on the pop charts for 11 weeks. It would sell over 10 million copies worldwide, and it was a cover version. The original version came out in 1952 by Big Mama Thornton. It sold about a half a million copies, and it was her biggest selling record. She never hit those heights again. She died in 1984 and never received the due recognition that was hers. Why? Well, it's hard to say, but one thing is clear. She was an African-American woman. Elvis was a white man. You know, when I started to plan out this episode, episode number three, I had in mind just to do simple comparisons between original releases and subsequent cover versions. But I soon realized there was a deeper story that I wanted to tell, that there was a whole other way to ask the question that serves as the title of this podcast. What is this? Let's go back to the 1950s for a little more context. There was an enormous transition in popular music happening at that time. You had basically three categories of music. You had pop music, uh, the derogatory termed race music, and you had hillbilly music. Pop music, that came out on one of the six major labels, Capitol, Columbia, Decca, MGM, Mercury, RCA Victor. The other two categories, they were mostly the domain of specialty recording labels like Chess in Chicago and Savoy in Newark and Specialty in Hollywood and the largest one in New York, Atlantic. And each of these categories had their own charts that measured each song's popularity. There was a change happening by the mid-1950s, though. And it's no coincidence that that change was happening at the exact same time that rock and roll was being born. Now, cultural realities of that time sadly meant that rhythm and blues artists had difficulty getting their records played on what was basically white-dominated radio. And instead, what would happen is that mainstream artists, primarily 
let's be honest, white artists who already had a following of their own, they would just re-record their own versions of R&B hits and get them played on the radio. The originals, due to race and prejudice, were not being played on white radio. Here's an example of what I mean. Darling, you send me I know you send me Darling, you send me Honest you do, honest you do, honest you do That's Teresa Brewer and her take on an amazing Sam Cooke song, You Send Me. Here's another one, a little more subtle, but it makes the exact same point. It's another Elvis-related example, too. His love song called One Night. One was just a, a cleaned up, sexually purified version of a song that both Fats Domino and here Smiley Lewis had previously recorded. One night of sin is what I'm now paying for The things I did and I saw would make the earth stand And so Elvis and Teresa Brewer, only two of the popular 50s singers who were recording those safe, sanitized cover recordings of material from great black R&B artists. Perry Como, the McGuire sisters were others. And as I said, the major record companies would use these artists to promote their cover versions which would exclude the work of the original performers. Here's a couple of examples. I'm going to let you be the judge of which version you think is the better one. Let's start with a classic rock and roll song, 1954. Here's Ivory Joe Hunter. Now, of course, you recognize that song. And now here's the more white bread, more familiar, less sexually explicit version from Bill Haley and his comments. Work it out in that kitchen and rattle those pockets. 
In 1955, Nappy Brown recorded this great song. Very quickly, the same year, the clean-cut, white, doo-wop group The Crew Cuts, yes, the ones of Shaboom fame, came out on the Mercury label with this version. Now it's 1956. This next one came out on the specialty label, recorded by Little Richard. Well, in 1956, white radio was never going to play that song. But it's a good song. So, Dot Records lined up Mr. Patent Leather Shoes himself, Pat Boone. And here's what they got. Now, we got to ask, why did these cover versions sell? Was it that they had better production values? Well, that's partly true. Were the original songs just too rough around the edges and the covers were far more polished, more soft and more mellow? Maybe that's true too. But let's be honest. Simply put, the reason that they sold more was racism. Racism and prejudice in its most obvious form. Now, I'm not suggesting, don't hear me say that that was true of the artists themselves. I have no way of knowing that firsthand. But was the music industry one that built itself on white people taking advantage of black people? No argument whatsoever. Well, actually, there is one argument. 
It's an argument that brings us back to Elvis and the song that we started out this episode hearing, Hound Dog. So, as I said, the song was originally recorded by African-American woman Big Mama Thornton. But she didn't write it. That song was written for her by Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller, a couple of white, Jewish, American guys that were at least 19 years old at the time. So, it strikes me that assigning certain music to one race or the other is just too simplistic. The history of pop music is way more complicated than it looks. Because Elvis Presley sang songs written by black people and songs written by white people. And, and moreover, he was originally singing a brand new genre of music with songs written by the likes of Otis Blackwell and Lieber and Stoller. And it was a hybrid of music. And it's still known today as rock and roll. What Is This is a podcast focusing on rare records and odd audio from my own collection of 45 RPM records. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with your own social media circles and encouraging others to subscribe. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, or any episode for that matter, email me at deanproctor at gmail.com. That's Dean with an E. And until next time, thanks for listening.